Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard-earned, real-world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. Because you have 24 hours, you know, a competitor, you've got 24 hours in the day, you've got your nutrition, you've got your training, you've got your equipment, and now how can we put all that together and get the best result? And the best result at the elite level is very small, isn't it? Any little breakthrough, a competitive edge you can come up with to refine your nutrition or your training program it starts it starts with the massage it starts with the nutrition the quality of the bike the aerodynamics everything is all adds little things little things to everything and then if you have a device on the bike that tells you okay with this 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 you get five watts three watts whatever if you have bearings like in ceramic okay this is two watts then the new helmet is two watts then whatever we change the tires and then we yeah. change the cooling down. This gives you a better a better feeling at the next day. Seems right. Can now recover, yeah. That's yeah, but and having a meter, it's easy to see the result. Yeah. The next Where you did you get at what point in the development of this thing did it come together and you actually get a device that a top racer would try and how did that go how quickly did you break in so to I start so Greg Lemon heard from a journalist in New York he's dead now I forgot the name I met him in New York he told him that there's a guy in Germany has a power meter maybe you, may, you have to make a research to find the name he died maybe three years later the car accident he was a journalist at Velo News I cannot remember the name Velo News so, yeah yeah. He introduced me to him. And then I met him first time at his house in Belgium, in Kortrijk. And he said, Uli, I need this. I need, I want, okay, he won three times the tour. And he was at the team, I think, set at that time. Maybe I could be wrong, but this was also at the end of his career. So right. he was really focused and he did a Milan Sanremo with the power meter and the power control. He did the Giro d'Italia. I got all his data and analyzed it. And I said, the data look good, but also the data of the other must be even better because they drop him. The simple thing is if you have a power meter and you do a climb and the power meter tells you, you are doing 400 watts, the best ever you've done in your life, and you still get dropped, then you know, okay, the other do more. So this tells you, you are not bad, but the other are better. And then you make the question, why? Right. Why? Have they better training? Have they better nutrition? Do they sleep better? Or whatever. Have they better clothing, better bikes? This is also where at the end, maybe Craig Lemon a little suffered and then he complained about Armstrong and all the doping and whatever. But important is having using a power meter to track yourself and be confident in yourself. So you measure your performance and your strengths, and then you know, I did everything right and don't care what the other did. And then you say, okay, I did this. This is my data. The data are correct and I am that strong. Okay, the other, I don't know why they 
are better now? You, you don't know. Maybe they train better or whatever. You don't know. But well, you if know- you had the data, if you had their data, they were you're at 400 watts going up this climb, and they were at 440. You would know yeah. exactly how much the difference you need to make. And when you went to your training, you could be dialing your training in to see if you were yeah. lowering that gap to where maybe you could get ahead. And that's what you do in every business. The thing is, in every business, this comes and you've got to know your numbers. And otherwise, you can't measure yourself with your peak performance, and especially with your competition and from you one year to the next. You cannot talk doubt about yourself because you know I did everything correct. I'm the super strongest, whatever. Okay, the other are stronger. Okay, we have now to rethink all the training process, whatever can be made better. But you know you made nothing wrong. Right. But anyway, the, the modern cycling is now, it's different as it was maybe 20 years ago. And it, so it, how quick did it? you get up to the point where you had to have your own company making? You were selling so many of these power meters that you had to have your own company. Because right now, you're in three locations. Yes. One in Colorado Springs, one in Italy, and one, where one in Jülich. Yeah. We have also one de- de- dependence in Sydney in Australia. Yeah. But I started with USA Cycling working with Chris Carmichael when wow. he was head coach for the Olympics in Atlanta. Okay. Atlantic Olympics in Atlanta were in uh, 96. And I started working with them on the track to make aerodynamic tests on the track, but also for the mountain bike team with Susan DiMatteo and Matt Overend. So this was 85, that was the pre-Olympic race. So I worked closely with Chris Carmichael with USA Cycling. At the Olympics it's a, themselves, they were maybe not the most successful, but the year before at the World Championship in Italy, they were very, very successful. So at the end, Chris Carmichael lost the job at USA Cycling and he started his own company called CTS Training and he got the coach of Lance Armstrong. So this got me the connection to Lance that he used my product. So he used all his carrier, my product. And he said, Ole, you can use my image and everything all for free because your power meter helped me to get where I am. So I was always free to use all his images, whatever, on bike shows and didn't pay anything to him because he was happy to use my product. So Lance Armstrong always used your products. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good endorsement right there. Yeah, but you are sitting now in Amsterdam and in Aspen, maybe Lance is there, or you can give Yeah, he's probably on the other side of town. Yeah. Yeah. It I is- don't know if he's your friend or what, because I know he has not that many friends and still maybe some good friends and some not. And I spoke, I have not spoke with him since long time, but in the past, he always called me only on what German TV channel I can watch this race. And I visited him when he always shared the room with Hinkapi. And I said, Uli, come and we need to have a talk. But this is long ago. Yeah. You obviously go back there. Now, in this process of developing, you have to go from an engineering mind who's developed a product that you want to even use yourself. You know it's going to make a huge difference. But then you've got to become, you've got to become a manufacturer. You've got to be... This is your company you've worked on essentially your entire life. 
And so you've had different roles. Talk about going through the transition you had to make. And was it hard or how did you do that to go from now you're running, you're creating a company and then you're having to run a company and you have people situations to deal with. You have to build up systems for part suppliers and all of that, you know, inventory, bills, financing, talk about, you know, then you're sending your stuff out, supplying it. That's a huge transition. How did you go through that? Yes, you're right. When I started my invention, I got a patent and the patent you get for 20 years. So I was lucky to have this patent to, at the end, I think it took almost 15 years to establish a bike computer and a power meter and cycling. It was maybe 15 years work. So then first time we made it, we had, I think, 80% of all Tour de France riders using the product. But when the patent expired, you get all the other companies copying, like Quark, Power2Max, and all these other, they copied more or less the same thing, what I invented. And then right now, I think you have 20 power meter on the market. So this is a very tough business. And I'm lucky now that still people believe that I make one of the best power meters. I know some other make good power meters too, so I will not put my head too much under sunshine, but we make, we try to make the best power meter and some other make good too. So not, I will not talk bad about others. And um, I know that top professionals, they use my power meter to train and in the race, they're not allowed to do, but you're right, the business is much more tough, much more tough. Even now, in the bike computer business, you have to fight with Garmin, you have Wahoo, and all these companies. I have more or less downsized, not too much, but downsized to be able to make the power meter as good as possible. We sell less, it's still several thousands a year, and to the best athletes in the world. We still have the best, like Peacock or Pauline, they use our product to get world champions. Yeah, so this is like in golf, where people will have contracts to play with certain brands of clubs, but what they use during the week when they're practicing is different. And so that's a great endorsement of your product. But what was the hardest thing for you to deal with when now you become a manufacturer and a personal, was it a personal challenge where you have to get better and learn new skills or just hand it over to someone else? Now, for me, personally, the hardest was originally I made the power meter for specialized. I made the power meter for SRAM. I made the power meter for the Shimano Crank. I made the power meter for FSA and the company order. For all companies, we built the power meters. But then all these companies, they start building their own power meter. Like SRAM said, now I do the power meter, I buy Quark. Garmin says, now we buy a pedal, we make a pedal power meter. Now, yeah. ah, we work now with power. So we lost all this because they, they look for a cheaper option. Yeah. They really look for the best quality. They said, okay, where we can get a power meter cheaper. And still now we make a lot. And now we develop also a new bike computer. It's called PC9. And we work close with a company. I do not know if you ever heard. It's called Q36.5. They try to make the best bike closing. 
It's a company out of north of Italy, Bolzano. And we have a stronger cooperation to make a new bike computer that can speak with a lot of sensors on the bike. It's a training computer to improve the training. And we start a deep development with this. And this is founded by, let's say, the owner of Q36.5. And this product should get on the market next year and fall. So we work hard on this to make a really new bike computer with a lot of new functions. Thanks for listening to the Million Dollar Mastermind. If you felt there were any valuable takeaways from this episode, please take a minute and leave us a five-star review. Your feedback is important and really helps us get the word out to a wider audience. Remember, we have a valuable webinar that is absolutely free. Register for it right now at whiteallonwinning.com. Thanks for listening.